Production. Recorded live. Welcome to Evolution Revolution with Dulcinea. It is Thursday, April 23, 2009. Dreams hold the key to the inner truth, the self that can answer the abundance of questions dwelling deep within. Explore the meaning of your dreams and interpret the limitless possibilities for you as an unlimited eternal spirit. Evolution Revolution is focused on offering the listeners intuitive and balanced information that fosters transformation both personally and globally, ultimately raising the consciousness on planet Earth. I am a metaphysician, clairvoyant and clairaudient intuitive, writer, public speaker, PR and marketer, personal advisor to visionaries, leader and spiritual teacher. Please explore more on my website at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com or www.dulcineasdivinevision.com. Thank you for joining the show this evening, wherever you may be listening. Tonight on Evolution Revolution, I am honored to have an appearance from the School of Metaphysics staff, Dr. Christine Madar and Dr. Teresa Martin. Dr. Teresa Martin has authored a weekly dream interpretation column called Sandman for City View in Champaign, Illinois, monthly columns called Ask Sandman and For Your Health for Illuminations in southwestern Chicago suburbs. She is also the author of a chapter for Interpreting Dreams for Self-Discovery and the editor for Lucid Dreaming, 99,000 Opportunities for Awareness, which will both be hot topics during the next hour. She has been featured weekly on radio program called The Dream Team in Springfield, Missouri, and bi-monthly on Chicago's Fox 32 morning show called Fox Thing in the Morning. Teresa Martin currently resides at the College of Metaphysics and works with them in publishing and productions. Dr. Christine Madar loves how interpreting dreams helps people wake up. Currently, she does this as faculty at the College of Metaphysics, She has been instrumental in coordinating the annual National Dream Hotline for the School of Metaphysics since 1994, which we will be talking about during this next hour as well. While traveling as a field director for SOM, Dr. Madar was a guest on numerous television and radio shows throughout the Midwest. Additionally, Dr. Madar has been an assistant director for the www.dreamschool.com Dot org since 2003, mentoring the Dream of the Month Club program during this time. In many ways, her greatest strength is interpreting dreams for people, one dream at a time. She teaches dream interpretation to School of Metaphysics teachers at national teachers' conferences several times a year so that others may learn the universal language of mind, the language of dreams. She has focused the last two years on raising her two daughters, Alexandra and Viviana, at the College of Metaphysics with her husband, Paul. During this time, she has recorded and interpreted every dream that her five-year-old Alexandra has remembered. This research is intended to aid others to create understanding and peace of mind between the parent and the child. In the spring of 2008, she edited the book, The Moon's Effect on Dreams, and has contributed a chapter to Lucid Dreaming, 99,000 Opportunities for Awareness, which we will also be discussing through the next hour. So welcome, Dr. Madar and Dr. Martin. I appreciate your entrance this evening on Evolution Revolution. It's an honor to have you here. Great to be with you. Good evening. So what is the goal of the School of Metaphysics and the Dream School? Well, we have one goal that in this, this is uh, Dr. Madar, by the way, um, that we have had since the school was founded, and that is to interpret a dream for every man, woman, and child on the planet, which is an ambitious goal. Um, It's actually a very high ideal having dreamschool.org has helped us to do that tremendously. Uh, We also have always taught dream interpretation in our classes and over 36 years that the School of Metaphysics has been in existence, I don't even know how many dreams we've interpreted. But we're well on our way. Yes, very empowering. So when was dreamschool.org founded? I I believe it's been in existence for 10 years. This is uh, Dr. Teresa. Um, I'm really pretty horrible with exact dates, but we've been uh, online for a long time. We've been working with dreams for many, many years, and this was a way that we could reach the world. And as 
Dr. Christine said, uh, interpret a dream for every person on the planet. Very, very empowering. So that has led to celebrating each April as National Dream Awareness Month at the School of Metaphysics. So how yes. has that really inspired the, the dream interpretation and the value of what Dream School offers? Well, we have 15 centers around the country, and each of the school centers is uh, – is it this very weekend going out in the public to meet people face-to-face and talk to them about their dreams. We are still conducting the National Dream Hotline here at our world headquarters. This will actually be the 22nd year that we've done the National Dream Hotline. So we're kind of expanding the hotline to incorporate face-to-face meeting in cities throughout the Midwest. And then we're still available, as always, during the last month, uh, the last weekend of April, to interpret dreams for people by phone here at the world headquarters for the School of Metaphysics. That's very exciting. Congratulations on 22 years. That's great work. We appreciate it. And we definitely support you. And we sent out our notice letting people know about your free dream interpretations. And I'll go ahead and mention that now. Throughout the weekend coming up beginning tomorrow, so April 24th through April 26th, until um, midnight on Sunday, April 26th. It's basically from what I had spoke with Dr. Condren about a year ago, Barbara Condren, who we have had on Evolution Revolution several times. Our listeners are familiar with her. And she had mentioned it was about 54 hours of answering questions about dreams. So that is going to launch at what time tomorrow? That would be uh, 6 p.m. Central Time. Okay, 6 p.m. Central Time. So that's going to be, what time is it now? I think we're on Central. It's two hours later. So it's going to be about 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Yes. And 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Right, and 2 p.m. Hawaii Time for our Hawaii listeners out there. (laughs) So we have several of those. I have to say hello. So that's really exciting. So we are letting people know that they can call with any questions they have in their personal experience with dreams and go ahead and get some information. All of that contact information is available on the website at www.som.org. And up on the upper left corner, there's all the information about the DREAM hotline. You can also go to www.dreamschool.org. And of course, you can call the National DREAM hotline. Again, that's free other than long-distance charges at 417-345-8411. Again, that's 417-345-8411. And there are also, of course, several other numbers um, on the website, but that's just the primary hotline for the main campus. So let's delve into some really exciting information that we've built upon here with Evolution Revolution, the School of Metaphysics, and that is lucid dreaming. And so we're looking at the book here edited by Teresa, Lucid Dreaming, 99,000 Opportunities for Awareness. So what is lucid dreaming? Well, the idea that we have with this book is that uh, people who have studied dreams over time and space have developed greater awareness from just understanding what the symbols in dreams are to uh, being able to go into dreams and to have some lucidity where in the moment, in a dream, there's awareness of what is going in. So to become lucid means to become aware, and it takes place in our conscious waking mind while we're going through daily experiences and also translates into our dream state as we learn how to interpret dreams and how to become more aware of those inner levels. The development of willpower is essential to become lucid in dreams as well as to become more lucid while you're going through your daily experiences, to become more awake, more conscious. So that's really the focus of this particular uh, book is how people who have utilized their dreams for long periods of time have have come to understand parts of their life, whether it's their dreams when they were a child or whether it's visitation dreams that, you know, that they've repeatedly had or whether it's uh, teenagers' dreams. So that's what this book is all about. Very exciting. And the fundamental foundation for this book and all the information we'll be bringing forth tonight is really delving into the idea of dreaming and what is its value, why do we dream, And what can we learn from our dreams by interpreting them about ourselves and our inner world and then, of course, naturally our outer world? And so in in that framework, 
what is the context of the research of dreams at the School of Metaphysics, and, and what is the nature and purpose of dreams? And either of you can just feel free to flow through these questions. I'll yeah, definitely a, direct them specifically yeah, at one question. of you. <laughs> um, you know, the context, summary. Of re- the context of the dream research here, um, it starts in our classrooms when we work with students. So it is, first of all, to teach people how to understand and interpret their own dreams because um, as we understand in our teachings uh, that Dreams are messages every night from the inner mind to the outer mind, and they are relevant to the dreamer at that point in time. So um, I often think of it as a very practical way of knowing yourself. It's useful. It's like having an inner teacher that is with you every morning. Um, Of course, if that teacher is speaking a different language, it's a little bit harder to understand. So we do teach the the common language or the picture language of dreams. When... um, somebody has interpreted enough dreams over a long period of time, their own dreams, they then are in a position where they can interpret other people's dreams and help them. That's what the faculty and staff at the College of Metaphysics affords is longevity and uh, some wisdom with that. There are people that have been doing this for over 30 years, uh, teaching and interpreting their own dreams. That's at this point, uh, it's been about seven years that we really took the perspective to a more global level, which we know as the global lucid dreaming experiment. And that's been our first foray into being more scientific or organized with the information that we gather about people. And the global lucid dreaming experiments are ongoing. There have been several. There are, I guess we're in our fifth one this year, coming up this weekend, actually. And, um, those have ranged anywhere from the first one where we invited people to um, practice a kind of mental projection in their dreams to, to meet at one physical location and then try to wake up in their dreams uh, and remember that. Last year, of course, we did uh, the moon's effect on dreams, which we published some of that uh, documentation in a book that we have available to people. Which that is called The Moon's Effects on Dreams. And yes. we'll, just to be clear, because that's also up on the website, make that yes. connection for the audience. Thank you. Uh, and that focused on new moon and full moon stages, uh, which I was thinking, I, I looked at the calendar tonight, and there is a new moon tomorrow. That is so exciting. That was, happened exactly a year ago when I spoke with Barbara for the first time about the global lucid dream experience. And that's actually how I introduced the hour was because I said tonight or a new moon is upon us. <laughs> so just a little flash there of how we're all connected. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean some people do say that the new moon is a good time to start something new yes, to, ini- yes, to initiate great. things in your yes. life. So we, uh, on this end, we're particularly um, pleased with the timing of the the new moon being tomorrow night because that co- corresponds with our um, global lucid dreaming experiment this year, which has nothing to do with the new moon. <laughs> it has to do with incubating a dream question. Uh, but, you know, we've covered things like asking dreamers to send in the dreams that they had during the Summer Olympics, the 2000 Olympics. 2008 Olympics. Um, so it's taking things like that where because we have technology now that, that links us physically, um, where there's world events that lots of people know about simultaneously, Yes. we know that what people experience in their waking life influences their dream life. Their dreams give feedback on their state of mind in the waking life. So we're looking for patterns of global consciousness, how global events affect people individually. Um, and we're very new at this, so, you know, it's, it's exciting. It's kind of like being pioneers or being on the forefront of a new stage of development in terms of scientific, you know, scientifically researching something that is uh, beyond the physical five senses. Yes, yes. It's and, very, you know, very exciting. Yeah. So, so we have that's some of what we're doing. 
that is, okay, so that's a, that's a great thorough answer, and I appreciate that. So we have the book Lucid Dreaming, 99,000 Opportunities for Awareness that was edited by Teresa, and that's a compilation of essays, of course, with, with some additions, and I, I, I have seen that there were some essays that were written some time ago. But they're all basically um, just bringing forth individuals' experiences of different types of dreaming, and I thought it was really, really a, a, a cool way of doing it. Because for me, I don't know if you're familiar, Neil Donald Walsh, when I first started my journey, he wrote this book, um, Moments of Grace. And it's basically the exact same concept. He just piled a bunch of essays of people who experienced just divine grace and said, see for yourself, I don't really have to say much. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that approach because I'm, I'm a scientific background and I'm an experiential learner. So once I experience it, you really can't argue with me. <laughs> right. And, and that's the core is we want people to have their own experiences. So these are just a, a way to stimulate people to hopefully realize how much more that there is that they can learn through, the, through understanding their dreams. Uh, people's experiences are unique, and I think that's what makes this book rather unique is that I know all the people that have, have written chapters for this and throughout their studies they have had different dream types of experiences come to them over and over and over again. So it was wonderful to bring together all of these different experiences into one one uh, one book. Yes, a lot of power. If someone is interested in dreaming or the different experiences of other people because they're a little concerned about exploring their own. Reading something like this can bring a lot of ease to the mind <laughs> to open yeah, up and, that and portal. And people may have, uh, have had similar experiences that then they can identify with, such as uh, dreams of people who have passed on where there can be some trust built that that person was really there. Yeah, that's an important one. I was actually, and that's, of course, one of my questions is, you know, if a loved one appears in a dream, what does that mean? And I think it can be perceived as many different things. But I think that is such a significant um, validation that there is more than this physical dimension. Yes, uh, particularly if someone has passed on fairly recently, uh, there is a high probability that they've come back to, oh, tie up loose ends, express uh, love, that kind of thing. Uh, the way to identify whether someone is actually visiting you in a dream, whether they've passed on or whether they're uh, a friend who you're just happen, happen to be connecting with in a dream, is is there telepathic communication? In other words, in the dream, is there uh, thoughts being communicated but the lips are not moving? Uh, if it's telepathic, then that person is with you. That entity is with you. If their lips are moving as if we were looking at each other face to face, then that person in the dream would represent an aspect of you. And an aspect is part of you. It's something like the joyous part or the charismatic part or the disciplined part or the lazy part. Oh, that is such an answer to one of my dreams over the week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Your interpretation is so valuable. <laughs> Yes, that's a really that's a really good discernment, and I think that is important. You know, my grandfather came to me in um, incense. How would that be interpreted? He came. He came to you. What? He was standing behind me while an incense was burning. So oh, okay. every time I get a picture of incense burning, I feel either his presence or his idea. Incense is um, it, it captures your sense of smell. Uh, that may have been present there in order to bring your attention to him. When you walk into a room, often your one of your senses is captured by what you see or what you hear or what you smell. And the same is true in your in your dreams, where there is often the intense focus upon a sense to bring your attention to the fact that in this case your grandfather was there. That is so cool. Thank you. <laughs> So we also, not only do we have these exciting essays filled with some great um, information, of course, and I want to mention that Dr. Laurel Clark, who's also been on Evolution Revolution, has an essay in there that was really valuable and offered her experience of love and compassion and truth. And also I thought um, really exciting, there was a gentleman named Damien who was mentioning youth in dreams and how, you know, when we're in that critical social you know, very multifaceted development, maybe 11 to 16 in America. It's what I would call a critical growth period socially and in all aspects of the self. It, dreams are so important, and when I work with youth now, it's so interesting. One of the things that we'll do is I'll, 
I'll meditate that she gets all the answers, uh, one of my girls in her dreams, because she's very receptive. So every week I show up and she's like, oh my gosh, this dream I had. And she just keeps tripping <laughs> out. You know, she's in her, that's what she calls it, tripping out, because she's, uh-huh. thir- she's 13 years old. So she helps me. She's like, what does this mean? And she's asking me to help her interpret. So of course I, I gave her the reference of Dr. Barbara Condren's um, The Dreamer's Dictionary. Uh-huh. <laughs> So that's, of course, another book from the School of Metaphysics that has a lot of symbols and information to help her empower her with interpreting her own dreams. But it's so amazing how even in development of youth, this information can be so important. Absolutely, and I think that uh, when when any person, but particularly a teenager, is talking about their dreams, they transcend whatever reactions that they have or ego attachments or something like that because it's so fascinating and it. It does come from the subconscious mind. And the other thing I want to mention is, and the subconscious mind provides truth, but the other thing that I want to mention is self-correction. Because if a child can learn to interpret their dreams as they're growing up, then they will have a dream. Any of us can have a dream and look at the message that's being offered in that dream and then make some choices based on the dream message, choices that are more productive. So I think uh, every kid should understand how to interpret their dreams as they're growing up, and then by the time they're a teenager, they'll be understanding pretty clearly what the message is and be able to make more productive choices based on their own mind's insight. That is a very healthy point and a healthy vision, and that's something that my hope for my hope, because that actually just described to a T my personal uh, process. You know, it was, of course, a process, but... Learning to take my dreams and write them down got me into Ph.D. school. It told me where to go. It, I mean, it has led me and maneuvered me in amazing ways. And it's also helped me to um, avoid obstacles, many, many obstacles. I'm not sure I believe that would be in the category of prophetic vision, but I ask a question consciously, and then I get the answer very clearly in a dream. Um, and then I bring that information back down to my, you know, in the next day when I wake up or when it's needed uh, to be applied. And I've never had a, a, a doubt in my mind of this, whether the right thing to do or not. I'm certain. That's a wonderful focus. And Christine might want to talk about this because what you're doing is practicing dream incubation, which is the focus for this particular experiment. Oh, great. Well, let's lead right into that. So tell yeah. us more about that. How exciting. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> you described it very well. Oh, this this weekend for the Global Lucid Dreaming Experiment, what we are doing is inviting people to ask a question or incubate a question about solving um, the problem, quote-unquote problem, of the economy. Then to listen to their responses, receive what their inner mind has to say, and send those in to us. Uh, we, we have noticed on our, um, on our end that since last fall, uh, the dreams that we've received at our dream school site, um, there's been almost a 400% increase in nightmares. And what we know is that nightmares, uh, they reflect somebody, a person's consciousness, a person that is confused, usually afraid, um, doesn't quite know how to respond to what's going on, you know, feeling overwhelmed. And a 400% increase is like a crazy percentage. Uh, well, you know what happened last fall? There was a collective experience, whether it you know affected you, you know your bank account or not directly. There were people around you that were getting you know more afraid. Um, you know, what they saw as their stability was getting you know taken out from underneath them, um, and it's showing up in their dreams. Uh, so. We thought it would be fun on one on one respect and educational and illuminating to um, pick a weekend like we've done and ask people to ask the same question. Um, and this is people all over the planet. Anybody is welcome to join us. We do ask that you sign up and register um, to be part of the, the statistical part of our, our weekend. Um, ask the same question, and then we're going to see what, what is what the answers are. And that question, once again, is? Well, the question, it's, it's about solving, um, receiving an answer to solving a pro- the problem, the problem of the economy. The, okay. the exact question is, um, as, as well as other instructions for incubating a dream, if somebody is new to doing this, will be in an email that those who register, they will receive. Okay, 
Great, great. Yeah. Good, that's perfect. So to get that question to our listeners, go ahead and go to www.som.org and you can find information about the global experiment. I believe I saw that up on the upper left corner. Participate, it's in big blue letters, in a global lucid dreaming experiment. Go ahead and register so you can be included in those important uh, statistical numbers, the data interpretation. And you will get the question to ask about how, um, your dreams re regarding this important incubated question. So thanks, Christine. Go ahead. Can I give you another website that we are also? Oh, sure. This is our, our Dream School website, so the whole the whole site is inter, um, devoted to dreams, and it's www.dreamschool, all one word, .org. Great. O-R-G. Um, something else that we've got going on this weekend, which is is new, and we're excited about it, is we're going to have um, a blog on there for the first time, an interactive kind of thing where um, Dr. Barbara Condren has written an article that will be the point of focus for the interaction or the conversation. Um, and it's about, about dreams. People who go to the Dream School website will be able to see how to get to that, and then we'll be talking about that through the weekend. Okay, that's really exciting. So let's see, I'm going to look on here and see if I can see that. I'm, I have everything pulled up in front of me so, so that I can be interactive like the audience. Because, you know, it's always, I think, people's fear is interpreting, is getting into the actual information. So um, attending free lectures blog. on dreams. <coughs> that actually is going to be posted tomorrow morning, so yes. I don't think oh, you'll okay. find it there yet. Okay, so again, dreamschool.org. Check it out tomorrow, and you'll know mm -hmm. what to do to mm -hmm. be a part of the blog. That's really exciting. But Dr. Barbara Condren is um, a really uh, great woman, and she's been, on, of course, on the show, as I mentioned, a few times. And she also has a book. Every dream, okay, help me here. I, ha I have Every dream it is about the dreamer. Thank you. I have it in front of me, but I couldn't read the small words. It was too small. So Every Dream is About the Dreamer. It's the only book I actually haven't reviewed and had her on about dreams, I think, so far that she's partaken. In. And that so that really was built around Dream School. Many of those dreams, in fact, I think all of the dreams came from dreams that were submitted to Dream School and then the interpretations that came from faculty members. That is so exciting. So there are just, there's just a plethora of information that you offer from the School of Metaphysics and particularly the emphasis with Dream School in interpreting dreams and empowering people with this information that can help them to understand their higher essence, is how I'll put it, in, in their own inner experience. Yes, so and our, why our hope is that people will want to study and we have more and more avenues through which they can do so because when someone has the capability of, of receiving their own dream and interpreting it, then they have a great deal more power, as you have mentioned, uh, in their world to make better choices, to be a better person. I think we all have such a natural curiosity about, like, what is our dreaming? Like, I have this dream, and I think we talk about it at work, and but I don't think people understand that it can really actually be the most self-empowering tool because, again, you're you're leading yourself. You know, we all go to a classroom, and we sit there, and someone... Of course, we've all experienced it, especially in academics. And it's a really great experience to have somebody else teaching you because they have information that you want. It's valuable. However, it's also at the same time, it's like it always comes better from within ourselves. It's like 100% inner aligned. There's a, a ring of self-truth. So when we dream, we can't argue with anybody about it. There's no <laughs> resistance. People do need to have a foundation of understanding what the pictures mean, and I think that's where our strength has come from. Uh, every symbol in a dream represents something about the dreamer. And if you can understand those pictures and the meaning of those pictures, then you can understand what's being produced in your mind and take steps to facilitate that or to change it or whatever is needed. So you also mentioned some other resources, so I want to expand on that because that's really the important point that you're bringing forth is really empowering people to do this for themselves. So not only do you have this exciting dream hotline this weekend, and then we have the global lucid dream experiment. We have several layers, and we're work there's a new layer work being um, activated this weekend. You also have some online classes. Do you want to mention that opportunity? Well, we have uh, we have uh, the online classes uh, through Dream School, and we also offer correspondence classes where people can uh, study the School of Metaphysics lessons and learn about their dreams as well. Uh, we have uh, 
we have many, many tapes, many, many uh, books available, and those are those can be found at SOM.org by checking the bookstore section. And we're constantly developing new things, so people can check the website and find new resources that are available. Very, very and we good. really do have we have so many new ideas. It's a challenge. It, as our, uh, it's true for many at this point in time. Is how fast can we manifest the ideas? <laughs> um, one of the things that's been growing um, with Dream School, it's an evolution actually in Dream School in the last few years. We used to have uh, what was called the Dream of the Month Club, that I had the privilege of overseeing for a while. Um, where people were members, they received monthly information. That is evolving into what is now the Dream Scholar Program, and then beyond that, a Dreamologist Program, where somebody that wants to go through the Dreamologist Program, it's, um, I believe it's seven different courses that are progressive, that are online, you progress at your own rate, um, that at the end of it, we will certify somebody to be a Dreamologist where you know, we are confident that they know the universal language of mind, they are, know how to interpret dreams well, they can then you know, take that out um, into the world as they see fit. It's for people, you know, perhaps social workers, people that are in a more professional, um, have more professional lives, or somebody that just wants to get really good at interpreting dreams and wants to understand it. Uh, and that is... That's a great evolution for us here. We are um, constantly talking about it, looking forward to it, developing it. Many people have been part of creating the lessons for that. And there also will be interactive uh, classes where hopefully they'll come here to our campus. Um, you know, any way to help people um, know and understand themselves more completely is what we're, we're going for. And You're doing something, a great job. <laughs> Something that I thought about a little bit ago when you were talking is that the whole website, dreamschool.org, really was birthed out of um, our National Dream Hotline. You know, if you can remember back 22 years ago, we're talking, you know, the mid-'80s, and the Internet wasn't around. You know, it was, it was a different world at that time. What we found every year as we offered our National Dream Hotline, because it was very focused, it was 54 hours of dream interpretation, and we would receive thousands of calls. Uh, it was a marathon weekend for us. Is that people wanted more. They wanted more than just that weekend. And we were always um, kind of pressed on our end in a heartfelt way to help them, how we could reach them, because, you know, it's people in Africa and India and Europe that, don't have a school of metaphysics center yet, so you know, we we found the internet to be a place where we could be um, feeding people year round, the way that we did with National Dream Hotline. So I love the limitless nature of the internet, and it just really allows allows everything to grow in its divine timing, and people who are speaking can can find. And of course, there's always synchronicity involved and other mysterious forces. So it's definitely people who are led to this information are searching for it. It's, it's an exciting, valuable offering from the School of Metaphysics to have a whole school of its own called Dream School, and you can find it at dreamschool.org, really allowing people to, again, become their own best teacher through the evolution of understanding their own dreams. And I think as the book says, every dream is about the dreamer. I think that that phrase, when I spoke with Barbara a year ago, or it was about a year ago, so I think it was in uh, late March, I really, I remember for weeks, I, ha I put it on a note card, every dream is about the dreamer. Because I'm one of those people who can get, can get obsessive where I have a dream and I write it down, but it doesn't, like, I keep going, well, what did that mean? But what did that really mean? And I keep just, it go around, I go round and round, and I interpret it from, like, 300 different angles, and I can kind of get silly about it because that's just what I do. So I think she took me back to the simplicity that it's always a, a, a lesson or a facet of understanding myself. If I don't focus on others and I focus on myself, then there's more to learn or it's more valuable. And I thought that was really extremely unique discernment and very empowering from her perspective. And that's what you offer at dreamschool.org, which is just so cool. 
Yes, it is. Uh, the uh, the focus of <clears throat> dream interpretation, as we teach students, goes through a series of steps. And the very first step is to write down a dream. And, well, to, to remember a dream, first of all, because a lot of times people have a difficult time with that, and then to write it down and understanding the symbols, uh, being able to identify the symbols and then to interpret those symbols is the next step. The most important message, uh, the most important step in dream interpretation is to apply it to life because that's the real value of it. You've received something and then you can make a choice as to how you'll be different. And so through that, every day you improve yourself. Every day you add to yourself, you uh, become a better person in some way. You really bridge your your spiritual self to either your higher self or other dimensions, mm-hmm. uh, allowing allowing for a higher a higher awareness, higher consciousness. That that is very very empowering. So the best so well, I know you both teach this and intermingle it through your teachings at school of metaphysics and and through your travels and through the books. So what? For someone like myself, what would you, how do you suggest that people, like you said, remember their dreams? How would you? Re- what's the first common sense, basic step of remembering your dreams? What do you suggest? Develop a, de- a desire uh, and prepare yourself. As you're falling asleep, think. Uh, I find it it's helpful if the last thought that you have before you fall asleep is, "I really want to remember my dream." Beyond that earlier in the evening, you need to have prepared yourself by having a notebook close by that has a statement of affirmation as well. I I will remember and record a dream and have that statement written in your notebook right by the bed so that you are immediately ready upon awakening to pick up that book and to write down your dream. And as you're falling asleep, make your last thought be that affirmation of recalling your dream. What you're doing through both of those steps is to communicate to your subconscious mind that you want to remember a dream. And your subconscious mind, which is the inner part of ourselves, has a duty to fulfill your conscious thoughts and desires. So you will remember a dream in the event that it doesn't happen immediately. You stay with it until it happens. You keep affirming to your inner mind that that's what you want, that you want that awareness. That's probably the most important step. I think the reason people don't remember their dreams is because they don't think that they're important. And so they've shut out that communication. They think other things are more important, like getting up and going to work, uh, getting up and taking care of the daily chores, whatever. So they've forgotten that relationship. Another I think that's suggestion. an important point. Please, please, Christine. Um, what I've noticed in teaching is that uh, oftentimes students will come into the classroom and they they perhaps don't remember their dreams as much as they want to or spend a long time. Um, when somebody begins to focus their consciousness on a certain topic or a certain subject, by the power of universal law, they're going to start drawing experiences to them. So reading a book like Every Dream is About the Dreamer, which is full of dreams and interpretations, can stimulate somebody in a way that they're thinking about dreams more that they can then be, start remembering their dreams more often, um, you know, more than one dream a night. And I see that with students all the time, where they start out in the beginning maybe remembering one or two dreams a week. As they study, whether it's their own dreams or somebody else's every week, they be, start to remember more. Well, you can imagine as you start, and you, you may know this from your, through your own experience, when you start really respecting what the dream message is, understanding it, putting it into your life, you're going to remember more. Um, So you can remember your dreams every night of the week. You can remember the up to five dreams that somebody has every night. Yes, that is so true. I'm one of those people where I definitely, I of course can only speak from my own experience. And of course with all, you know, I have many clients and I just give them my own information is ask more questions. If you want information, just ask questions. Who do I ask to? Whoever you feel necessary, I write God, source, creator, universe, whatever you know resonates with you. It's what I recommend to them. And this is just how my simple process started, and it literally spiraled and went about like from 50 miles an hour to 500 miles an hour. And I was got to the point where I was dreaming so much it was like I would have to like wake up to be awake just to stop dreaming. 
because it was overwhelming me. And and it got to the point where I, I would wake up and I'd be like, did I even sleep last night? And I could write 20 pages of dreams, literally, just oh, everything in every detail. And then once I think I finally finished, i get more pictures. And then I'd have to write the more pictures and it would be the next dream that I... And it was it was just all this information. And so that has probably been my number one catalyst of self-growth. Is we have really found it to be something that is such a... Um, it's a, such a connecting link with anybody from you know any background, any age, any part of the world. Because dreams are a universal experience for humanity, you know whether you remember your dream or not is you know that's one thing. However, everybody does dream, so I found it um, very easy to introduce myself or to meet a group of people anywhere that I am by asking them about their dreams, um, and. In a time period where there's a great deal of focus or attention on you know, what what divides us, and then what is it that brings us together? Um, in this, where people tend to talk about it more in terms of accepting other people's differences, you know, we um, you know just think about how if everybody was listening to their inner subconscious mind every night and really listening, how the world would change. There would be less blame. There would be less oh. misunderstanding. You know, all the things that cause cause the difficulties. I think that's a really valid point. And I think that so many people, as they process through their dreams, will encounter fear. And, of course, m- myself, I mean, there have been times where for weeks I didn't sleep and I was just literally depressed. It felt like depression. But I was processing just some deep fears. And I, I was able to understand them from a, a very spiritual perspective. So it was very valuable but I think a lot of people, what will happen is they're like, oh, yeah, thumbs up, I'll totally, I'm going to delve into my dreams, this sounds really great. And then as they do, if they hit that, any fear in their dreams, it just shuts them right down instead mm-hmm. of looking at the symbolism of what that means about themselves or what they can heal. At the opportunity, they look at the, the detriment or the overwhelming emotion or the obstacle that the fear presents. And so how do you recommend people as they encounter these dreams remain neutral so that they remain open? Well, I have some thoughts about that. Please. The dream is neutral, and it reflects what's happening in our waking consciousness. Excuse me. So by interpreting the dream, and if there is a fear, and that often manifests in a dream as running away from somebody or the uh, sense that something bad is going to happen what that reflects is that in your waking mind that there's something that you need to turn around and face there's some thought process that you that you need to address rather than avoiding it maybe there's some action that you need to take that you are afraid of well if you have a dream where you're running away from someone then try to identify in the dream who that person is and what quality or what aspect that they represent and then look at how that's working in your waking life and make the changes there. Then the dream will change. Dreams are neutral. They simply reflect what's happening in our waking life. So if you want the dream to change, we have to change our waking thoughts. Very simply put. And, of course, going through that process might be a roller coaster, but the the construct is very clear change your thoughts and change your dreams, change your life. Right, and most of the time we make fear a lot bigger than it really is. By saying what we need to say to someone, uh, by having some discipline of our imagination, by acting on the thoughts instead of delaying, we can experience things in a way that is uh, more immediate instead of putting it on the back burner, oh, I'll experience that later, because that's, that's the room where fear can grow. Very important. Christine, do you have any thoughts on this? Well, not right offhand. Okay, okay. I think Dr. Terry covered that pretty well. Yeah, okay, great, great. So just, I just want people to understand that because I think that's a big part of it, so just remaining neutral and accepting that they have a fear thought, which is not a big deal. We all have them. We're in this human experience. And then just releasing it transmuting it or being willing to change it to a higher thought and then that will reflect in the dream. It does. I, you know, if I would say add anything, it would be that 
I have I've had some um, profound experiences in my life that at the time I perhaps felt like they were unpleasant or unwanted. Um, and I have used the dreams as a way to understand my own evolution of consciousness with it, where if I didn't know how to use my use the universal language of mind and understand the message of dreams, um, I would have interpreted my experiences very differently. Yes. It's why that. you read in at the beginning that I, you know, I, I like, I love dream interpretation because it helps people to wake up, um, and that's very fulfilling. It's very fulfilling when somebody goes beyond a limitation, when somebody understands something that they've never understood, but you know that they've been trying to understand, whether it's a child or whether it's your grandma. Um, Just putting on the light bulb. Right. That's very empowering. And in, in exploring some, one's dreams and interpreting them is such an empowering way because as it really addresses the multifaceted self. And I think that's the most important thing because then we feel complete. And, of course, when we feel complete, we're more whole and therefore we make the world more whole. The universal law of relativity. Yes, and we love the universal laws. The School of Metaphysics does a, a wonderful <laughs> job with their universal laws. I think I actually, interestingly, I don't know them formally, but each conversation with Dr. Daniel Condren, Dr. Barbara Condren, and Dr. Laura Clark, and, and both of you ladies tonight, I'm getting into the universal laws more deeply. <laughs> <laughs> Keep giving you tidbits here and there. Right. Yes, yes. We'll have to do a whole show on the universal laws. I think people will think it's intriguing how clear it is. <laughs> so I want to let people know they can connect with the Dream Weekend, the Dream Hotline Weekend at 417-345-8411. Again, that's 417-345-8411. That begins on Friday, April 24th at 6 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, or 2 p.m. Hawaii. And it will go through Sunday at April 26th at midnight. There is no charge other than the long-distance call. So open up, feel free, call these dreamologists and get in touch with your inner self. How exciting. So that's <laughs> www.dreamschool.org. Of course, there are a plethora of options to get in touch with them, but we're talking about the Lucid Dreaming, 99,000 Opportunities for Awareness. And we also have uh, the other book I had mentioned was The Dreamer's Dictionary by Dr. Barbara Condren, which is also from the School of Metaphysics, which is, again, a great tool offering you know, symbols and words, in-depth meanings, the physical derivation of the word, and just thoughts to consider from her expertise as a dreamologist and um, a metaphysician. And then we have the other exciting book we've been discussing is The Moon's Effect on Dreams, which is the Global Lucid Dreaming Experiment. And I'd like to actually touch on that for a moment before, we, before our hour comes to a completion. So we had a year ago discussed on, the, um, on Evolution Revolution the Global Lucid Dreaming Experiment for Full Moon and New Moon, and what that meant and what the sample size was and how many you know, countries were involved. And I had read up through some of the results in the book, which were really exciting. So you had 212 participants who ended up being a part of this, and there were, I believe, over nine countries involved. Yes, I think that's accurate. You've got that more on your fingertips than I do right now. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Well, I, you know, I, I'm really good with notes. Oh, actually, okay, I'm 18 countries. I was actually off there. But so it was, um, the sample size was 212, and there were 18 countries. And so that is just, see, this is so exciting to really show our universal nature as human beings. We all like to focus on our differences, but look at that commonality. We're all dreaming out there. So that's just, just a really simple point of this experiment that's probably more powerful than all the details, right? Well, it is. And you know, what we really learned having all the way, gone all the way through that is that it's really just the beginning. Um, that is so true. Yeah. There's so much... Yeah, there's so much to build upon. I just have, there's, that is so exciting for dreamschool.org and for you as faculty to get to just really delve into your, into your passion. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> I, I understand. Multifaceted passions, right? <laughs> yeah, the whole functioning self passion. Yes, yes, a balanced self. I know it's all an adventure. 
So in that um, in that experiment as well, 53% of people experienced lucid dreams during the course of the experiment. And I thought that was so profound because you had also noted that during the last year, less than 5% of dreams submitted were noted to be lucid. So over a year of dreams that were submitted on dreamschool.org for interpretation, because yes, you all can go on there and submit your dreams for interpretation, um, other than on this hotline weekend, and they, there had been a recording of less than 5%. Yet in this experiment, which was a very unique time in, in, the, in the earthly process because there were some unique moons and some uh, unique forces going on at that time which were noted, that 53% of people experienced lucid dreams out of 212 people across 18 countries. So how do we explain this? Well, you know, on one level, I would call it the universal law of attraction, you know, that our intention with the global lucid dreaming experiments is to educate people about lucid dreaming, um, encourage it, find out where people are in that, in, in those stages of development themselves. Um, and I think part of it really was people having a high expectation during that time. We gave um, very clear instructions on our website or what was sent out to the participants um, about w educating them about what lucid dreaming is. Um, and I think you know, this is where we don't have any kind of definitive answer at this point because um, the participants knew that it was a full moon or a new moon. They were already interested in dreams. Um, I think there was a desire there to wake up in their dreams. So it's possible that they use those energies to become more aware. We also drew a lot of people that were um, invested in their dreams already. And that's why we continue to have the, the experiments from different angles, like the, doing the Olympic dreams. Um, one I haven't mentioned is that we've asked people um, to send in their, their dream from the first day of the new year, regardless of what culture it is, whether it was you know in our Western Gregorian calendar or in the Chinese New Year. We're gathering those dreams too. So there's cross-cultural things that we're doing. There's a lot of information. It's really exciting. It's really taking, it's interesting, my own personal evolution in academics was from molecular cellular biology to social psychology to um, like psycho-spiritual psychology and then parapsychology <laughs> and then to metaphysics. It's really like been my path. And I think there was transpersonal psychology going on the whole time, complementing it from within myself. Oh, <laughs> so, sure. Of course, that's been a process. And so you're really adding to that whole um, mystical psychology that comes. There's a school in Santa Barbara, uh, Pacifica Graduate University is the name. And they have a whole bunch of mystical information, a lot of Freud and uh, Carl Jung information. And it's like you're taking that information and going one depth layer or one evolution spiral rung further, if I can, if, if you can follow my picture on that one. I, so, I think that's accurate. Yeah, so that's very, very exciting. So I commend you for being pioneers in, in this arena, and it's an honor here at Evolution Revolution to support this with the listeners and help bring awareness to humanity, the power of dreaming and interpreting dreams from within oneself and how that that, that information can then create the... Uh, opportunity or potential for inner transformation and, of course, a natural outer result. So we can connect people with you at dreamschool.org this weekend at 417-345-8411. Free dream interpretation all weekend long. Very exciting because April is a National Dream Awareness Month. And then again, www.dreamschool.org. Exploring and delving into the meaning and interpretation of dreams leads to infinite possibilities for self-awareness and growth. The limitless nature of the invisible is simply a reminder of our true eternal nature in the spiritual realms and to assist our understanding of the inner self via the mere effect while residing on the earthly plane. Open your mind, invoke your heart, and ask the heavenly dimensions to lead you to dream and create a most glorious sense of who you are in the highest and most divine expression. Dreams are glimpses of the infinite possibilities that can connect you to the truth of who you truly are. 
Next week on April 30th, Lee Gerz will present his revolutionary insight about the optimization of our brains that can lead one to optim- optimization of our entire life in his book release, Limitless You, The Infinite Possibilities of a Balanced Brain. Coming up on May 7th, Patricia Brish will offer her revolutionary principles that can be found in her book, Freedom from Food, A Quantum Weight Loss Approach, in addition to her CD that offers valuable tools to support any individual who has had power struggles or endless issues with their weight. Coming up on May 14th, we have Ruth Probst, and on May 21st, Laura Hansen will be on the show, and on May 28th, we'll have Whitney Frey. Coming up on June 4th, Barbara Hanclaw will be making a return to Evolution Revolution with her exciting teachings. And on June 11th, Stephen Asma will be here from Columbia and Chicago. We'll be speaking with Scott Bloom on June 18th, co-founder of Daily OM Inspirational Messages and Website with his new book, Waiting for Autumn. And coming up on June 25th, we'll have Matt Zoe with his witty, fun, spiritual approach. And coming up on July 9th, Dr. Stephen Farmer will be making an appearance with his latest deck of oracle cards called Messages from Your Animal Spirit Guides. Be sure to join us. And again, on July 16th, Sharon Jeffers will be here to offer her information based on the familiar deck of 52 playing cards called Love and Destiny, Discover the Secret Language of Relationships. On July 30th, Michael Tamora will be reappearing with his divine offerings and letting us know his latest enlightenment and experience as he's traveled the globe the last year. Coming up on August 13th, we have Dr. Denise Baudet with her exciting new book, Dream Guider, Open the Door to Your Child's Dreams. And coming up on August 27th, Dr. David Bercelli with his most recent release from Namaste, The Revolutionary Trauma Release Process, Transcend Your Toughest Times. And on September 10th, Peggy McCall will be returning with her latest book release, The One Thing. And on September 17th, Jeff Brown will be back with his new book release, Soul Shaping. You can purchase all the author's books featured on Evolution Revolution at www.amazon.com or link up to their individual websites through the Evolution Revolution homepage at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. Please join me in the upcoming weeks on the Revolutionary Independent production of Evolution Revolution for some exciting guests and uplifting inspiration which can be further explored under the Upcoming Guests section on the home page. Additionally, please explore the Evolution Revolution archive shows with inspirational authors that can be found on the Evolution Revolution homepage, the Radio Archives 2007 and 2008 tab, And, of course, all episodes are available for free in the iTunes store by searching Evolution Revolution Podcast anytime. The archive shows are available 24 hours a day and include amazing talent such as Dr. Amit Goswami, Neil Donald Walsh, Barbara Marks Hubbard, Dr. Eric Pearl, Dr. Stephen Farmer, Dr. Daniel Condren, Arielle Ford, Peggy McCall, Richard Lawrence, Barbara Hanclough, Michelle Epiphany Prosser, Michael Skorowski, Gary Zukoff, and more. Please share Evolution Revolution with others who may desire to join us in the future for an enlightening experience. I'm a metaphysical teacher, healer, and spiritual counselor who offers clairvoyant readings and teleclasses via phone, allowing me to connect with people anywhere. Please visit my website at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com under the Services and Events page, which includes client testimonials and a wealth of information. A divine and spiritually enlightening experience awaits you. Also, please be sure to read the two-page collaborative feature with Arielle Ford and and Evolution Revolution about her latest book release, The Soulmate Secret, based on our conversation in Episode 54 of Evolution Revolution Archives, and which also can be linked up with P- via PDF under the Evolution Revolution Herald feature on the Evolution Revolution homepage. Co-create with Evolution Revolution, we are seeking partners to help Evolution Revolution evolve and expand to even more people across the globe. If you're interested in partnering and supporting the rapid development of Evolution Revolution, please explore more at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. I look forward to hearing from you about the infinite possibilities to co-create in the highest light and with the grandest intentions. Thank you for joining Evolution Revolution this evening with my honored guests, Dr. Christine Madar and Dr. Teresa Martin, 
from the School of Metaphysics. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate your expertise and time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. We, I look forward to hearing from you as you get more results from the Global Lucid Dreaming Experiments. And, of course, I look forward to hearing all about the National Hotline this week, and I wish you great success. Much gratitude to you for listening and supporting the revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution Radio. I wish each of you an abundance of heavenly love, including peace, joy, and gratitude. Today and always, abundant miracles. Good night. Thank <laughs> you.